You're listening to the Ministry 127 Podcast, a ministry of Lancaster Baptist Church and Pastor Paul Chapel. Today's lesson is on building and leading a media ministry team with Jeremy Lofgren. Jeremy Lofgren is a graduate of West Coast Baptist College, and he serves as the media department director at Lancaster Baptist Church, overseeing audio, video, and web development for the ministry. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, building and uh, maintaining and leading a, uh, a media ministry team. And before we even get into it, I want to, uh, by way of introduction, say um, that most of these principles would apply whether your media team is volunteer or staff. A lot of churches don't have, you know, when I, when I started, I was the media ministry team, okay, my, myself. And uh, a lot of, uh, some of what I'll share is, is stuff that I developed to manage just myself, my own workflow, uh, uh, before, there, before there was a team of, of people to help me. Uh, and... Uh, so whether you're a team of one or you're a team of, uh, of uh, a mixture of staff and volunteers, or uh, if you're uh, staff and, and you're managing and overseeing uh, volunteers, I hope that these uh, principles will be a blessing. I oversee, there's, I, I use both ends. I both have uh, people on uh, you know, payroll and staff that I uh, oversee their workflow. And... Uh, Help us to lead our team of uh, our technical and sound uh, is, is staffed with primarily uh, volunteer uh, individuals. So uh, hopefully this this will uh, this will be a blessing. Some of the principles apply maybe a little bit differently to each uh, to volunteer versus staff, but uh, hopefully it'll be a help either way. Uh, media ministry team and one of the one of the really joys and thrills. For me in media ministry is the is the team effort that's there, and I believe that that uh, media is best when it's when it's a team effort. I, I enjoy you know conferences like this uh, require a lot of people and a lot of uh, uh, teamwork of people you know dividing tasks and and getting it all done. We've got. We're recording all these sessions. Half of them right now are available online. Every, every, all the sessions from yesterday's uh, tracks are available online right now at Striving Together, and we've been working uh, late in editing those and posting those, and, and obviously that requires uh, a lot of coordination and teamwork, and I, and I love it. I, I love the, the teamwork aspect of it. I love it when we're all uh, you know, pulling together and, and uh, digging in and, and making quick decisions and, and grabbing... Uh, picking up the slack for and, and loose ends for everyone else. I love the team effort uh, of uh, of the media ministry. And uh, today we're going to talk about leading and and how do you facilitate? How do you build? And 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 once you start to build, how do you how do you lead uh, a team of people in in media? And uh, and we're going to look at some principles. A lot of them are. Uh, general team leading principles, uh, a lot of them, some of them specific to to media, but uh, we'll we'll delve right into it. First of all, your first kind of step is to find is finding the right people. Again, whether that be uh, staff or volunteer, um, the first step in in team is to is to find the right people uh, to be involved 
in your team. And for this, so then this is a question I get asked a lot: How do you how do you find the right people? How do you how do you get people involved uh, in in the media ministry? And I think uh, primarily and and really foundationally. Uh, the first step in finding the right people is relying on the leading of the Spirit of God. And I don't know if you've picked up on this theme through the conference, uh, but uh, but it really is true. Uh, I look at the team of uh, individuals that work in, in our department, and by far the, most of them have... One, have an area or two or several where they are better, more talented than than I am, and God's really blessed us and given us a team of people with with uh, some skills and abilities, and it really has been a working of the Lord to draw those people uh, to it. So, um, not just to sound spiritual, it really is uh, a principle we try to practice is to to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit when we have when we have had. Needs for uh, for a particular position, somebody fill, to fill a position. We've prayed about it, and, and inevitably, God's brought along the right people or, or the right persons to to fill those roles. Um, some practical things about finding the right people. Secondly, I think I think one of the keys that can be overlooked, which but if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense, is to, to, to attract and find the right people. Uh, you can generate interest by doing media with excellence. I think that's one of the, uh, one of the reasons that we have been able to, uh, to attract and to generate interest in people coming and being a part of it is because our pastors always had a passion to uh, to do the print and web and videos and to do them with excellence. And uh, the point is to do the very best, highest quality stuff that you can do you know, within your budget and within uh, your talents and abilities uh, because people like to be a part of something that's Looks good and it's high quality and it's and it's and it makes an impression, and uh, and that type of commitment to excellence and that type of uh, of keeping a high standard in media, it in and of itself draws people's attention, and and uh, you do high quality work and people will ask you, how can I be a part of that, rather than you you know trying to. Uh, go out and, and delve in and try to find somebody that can generate a lot of interest by itself. Another note in finding the right people, we need to seek talent, competency, and character. And you kind of need all three. I would probably rather have the latter two, but if you can get all three, that's uh, that's a big plus. Um, talent, uh, talent, competency, and character, and those are probably in reverse order of their of their importance. We've we've 
had some people and inter- interviewed some people and talked to some people that had a lot of talent, but uh, you know, didn't have the character to come to work on time or show up regularly, and that's that that that's a frustrating thing, and um, and it it can be especially true by nature of uh, especially if you're looking for artistic, you know, people to generally have a tendency. Uh, away from organization discipline. That, that's, it's not always the case. Um, I think of uh, Brother Andrew Jones. He's taught sessions here. He's, he is very talented visually, far beyond uh, what I am. And, uh, but he's got great character and competency. Um, so it's not always the case, but often it is. So, so you're looking for, obviously, a mixture of those three. The talent. Um, and, and when we're looking for talent, typically I'm looking for somebody with, with raw ability. Um, uh, not necessarily, doesn't really necessarily have to be really refined or, or practiced, but if I can see um, you know, some potential in somebody's uh, work that they did for a vacation Bible school somewhere or for an invitation to their brother's birthday party, uh, any of that uh, can show a little bit of potential and, and talent. And it's, uh, then if they have the character and the competency, then that talent then can be, can be developed as, as uh, they practice and, and, and learn. Um, and uh, letter D under this is seek dependability and accountability even with volunteers. And, and I think how you do this is you put, uh, you, you, you really stress the importance of what it is, of, of what you're doing. Um, you know, we have, uh, we have volunteers uh, in, in our sound team. Okay, so the sound team that's doing all the services for this week's um, conference, I'm the only one on staff that's part of that, that team that's doing that's uh, that's on staff. That's not volunteer. Um, but there is not one of those guys that would get sick or have something come up at work that they wouldn't call me immediately and tell me they weren't going to be there. And it's not because I've been real mean to them, or it's not because you know I'm we're just overbearing. I think the I think it goes back to we have really communicated to them the importance of that position and the importance of what they're doing. Anytime that we have somebody come and help us in, uh, in sound, for instance, I'll talk to them about, you know, uh, doing sound in a, in a church service or doing projection in a church service. I mean, that is, that is big time. I mean, you have the potential to really help and really uh, encourage and be a blessing to your pastor, make him comfortable as he delivers the message. I mean, that's when it boils down to everything else in ministry. Everything else is uh, um, is kind of peripheral uh, to the preaching. People making decisions, people accepting Christ, God working in people's hearts, and He does that through the preaching and through those services. And and when you come and do sound or you come and do projection, you're entering into that that labor. And and man, it's important. Um, and and we we talk about that. 
So, and, and when somebody is really convinced in their heart of the importance of of that role and that their responsibility to in that role, you don't have to have a written policy that says, "But if you're going to be late or if you're not going to be here, call me." Okay, because that's a natural reaction of somebody who who uh, uh, who has in their heart a value on on what they're doing and in the importance. Um, so. You know, if if you've got somebody, even in a volunteer role or staff role that that is, uh, you know, consistently late or not showing up or 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 not filling their their scheduled times, um, you know, it could be just a character issue. It could be them. It could be that we haven't really communicated our heart uh, about the importance of of what we're expecting them to do. Um, so, so we really need to communicate that and, and to expect and to seek uh, dependability and accountability um, even with volunteer staff, especially with, sta- uh, with, with paid staff. That, that you know, uh, help us if we're, uh, you know, if we're having issues with that. But uh, even with volunteer, uh, we need to seek that. So, so if we're doing media with excellence and we're seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit and he brings people uh, across our path that, hey, they show an interest in this and they're, uh, they have the, the character and the competency to learn it um, and, and uh, we, we, we talk to them, we, we start involving them. The next step then after we, after we find those right people is putting the right people in the right roles. So after, after you have somebody that says, hey, I'd like to be a part of whatever it is, media ministry, sound, print, uh, design, web, video, whatever it is, you know, hey, I have some background in this or I have some interest in this and, and uh, I'd like to be a part of it. How do you, how do you take somebody like that and, and find their slot, their roles? I think the first thing that we can do is assign projects that help you discern strengths and weaknesses. When we have somebody new on our team, I'm going to assign them probably a wide range of things to do. Uh, again, whether it's in print or sound or, or, or web, I'm going to assign them some things that are this type of work, some things that are this type of work, some things that are this type of work, and to get a discernment about what their what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are, and with those assignments, I want them to be low low urgency and low importance assignments, because I'm assigning something something to someone with no real uh, assessment as to whether or not yet they're going to be able to complete that assignment with excellence. So if you can, uh, you know. If I get somebody uh, new, media department, I'm going to look three or six months out and find some project that that I could probably do in a half a day. Okay, if it if it comes to it's the day before it's due, and and they've totally blown it, and uh, give that to them and and let them and 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 let them kind of get their feet wet, so I can get some. Uh, discernment as to what their strengths and weaknesses are. Once I've learned that, letter B, we we try uh, 
but don't try to cram someone into a role he, he cannot fulfill. Everybody in your work, the things that you do every day, has strengths and has weaknesses. Okay? Um, I don't only work on those things that are my strength, but I at least know what my weaknesses are so that I can compensate for them. Okay? For example, myself, I'm a terrible speller. Okay? Terrible, terrible, terrible. Okay? Um, yes, all great media people are terrible spellers. If you know how to spell, you're probably not very talented. Or not. <laughs> um, I just am. And I, I, and I tend sometimes, sometimes, I tend to be, uh, to overlook real, you know, detailed, detailed work. I remember, um, I remember one time when I first started here doing a track for the Spanish ministry and I put our home phone number on the track. And we kept getting phone calls in Spanish for Pastor, I forget who was the Spanish pastor at the time. Is Pastor blah, blah, blah there? Uh, no, you know, and I couldn't figure out why this was happening until I looked at the track and uh, I put my <laughs> home phone number on there. Okay. So, so, so now I'm, I'm aware of, of those weaknesses and I have policies in place of people who those are their strengths who will review my work. Okay. And with each member of my team, I know their strengths and their weaknesses. So if I assign, if I assign something, uh, some people their strength is very visual and some people their, their strength is more uh, data, making things fit and so forth. So I might assign a project to somebody whose strength is uh, laying out information on a page and I'll say and, and get some help on the cover of that from this person that's, that has a strength uh, visually. Okay, so so we're so we're working together as a team so that we're compensating for each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses. And you're going to frustrate somebody. You're going to frustrate yourself and frustrate the person that you're dealing with if uh, you're trying to cram. You need this position, but their talent set is this, and you're trying to get them to to fill that spot that they're not really meant to fill. They're they're that's not their their strengths. And so you can go, you know, over and over, you know, if, if somebody, you know, just decided that, that I'm going to be the web programmer instead of the web designer, I'm going to get frustrated and they're going to get frustrated, okay? Because I could try it and I would do my best, but that's not my strength. Um, and, and, uh, and so that's, that's a, uh, uh, you have to... Uh, have to be careful not be, just because basically just because you have a need and you have somebody with some talent, character, and competency that, that it might not be a fit for them to fill that specific need. Uh, so so uh, try not to, comp, uh, to uh, cram someone into a role they can't fulfill. And let's see, capitalize on strengths, compensate for weaknesses. Okay, we talked a little bit about this. It's the whole purpose for working within a team structure. Um, I'll give you a couple uh, examples of 
of how this would the, how this works here, okay, on <clears throat> on a type of video project. Many many times, Brother Schmidt will write the script because that's his that 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 is his talent. He's 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 a writer. He's a gifted word crafter, communicator with words. If you've ever read any of his books, you, you'll you'll see that he's gifted. That's 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 his strength. Uh, then he will get that script, get it recorded, and give that to me, and I'll give some visual direction and and uh, you know what what do we see that 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 conceptually communicates what we're talking about in the script? Okay, uh, so 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 I try to put some visuals with those thoughts. And then uh, Brother Larry Chapel is very talented with the uh, individual um, uh, motion graphics of, of those, those scripts. And then again, we go back to Brother Schmidt and get his input on the music for those videos. So, so all of us are working, like, I've, I've written script for a few videos, but they're not very strong. Um, and Brother Schmidt can lay out the, the visuals, but it's not, but it's not his strength. And I can do some motion graphics, but but they're not going to be as good as, uh, as Brother Chapel's is. So if we each take our piece and coordinate our strengths, we come together with with uh, with a with a better, more uh, communicative piece. Um, same is true on uh, on our websites. A lot of the times, Brother Andrew Jones, who is uh, who's one of the best guys I know at at just visual appeal and pop? Um, he'll design maybe a website interface. Okay, he'll design what what a homepage uh, would, should should look like. Um, I'll take that and kind of structure how that should work. Design, you know. What what things we should do with that design and, and how to navigate. And then we have two guys in, uh, in on our team that are programmers, Joe and Charles, uh, and they'll take it and, and actually build the code and make it work. Okay, if Joe and Charles built the interface, it would work seamlessly, but you would not want to use it. Um, if Andrew did the whole thing by himself, it would look great, but it would, but that's all it would do is look great. Um, so that's kind of uh, that's kind of t- the teamwork that uh, that we experience here. Breaking up, finding finding the strengths, and then uh, coordinating uh, coordinating those. And it, and typically, uh, you're going to need somebody to oversee the the coordination of it, and and which uh, who gets what part. And that's uh, here most of the time. That's me, or in your ministry, the the media team leader, whoever's overseeing these, uh, these areas as a coordinator of, of, uh, of those pieces. So we find the right people. We figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are and, and, and get them plugged into to the right roles and, and try to compensate for uh, what their weaknesses are. The next point is we, we try to create a healthy and productive workflow and environment. So, 
So, so kind of the this what we've talked to up to this point is the building uh, a team and dr- attracting volunteers and getting them plugged in. Now that they're plugged in, what do, what do we do with them? Um, when we talk about uh, a healthy, productive workflow and environment, um, I think a key to this is uh, an annual planner. I think every church ought to have an annual planner. We start work on ours about October. So in October 2011, I'll go through and try to anticipate every media project that I, that I know about for 2011 and get it scheduled. When, when we, and, and when I schedule it, I look at two dates. Um, when we need it in hand, or when does it need to go live on, on the website, or when does it need to happen in the sake of, uh, of um, sound and technical, and when is our deadline, uh, we call it a two-print deadline, uh, but it's, uh, that could be two testing for a website, or it could be, uh, it could be kind of a start date for, for technical sound and light type of stuff. So I sat down uh, in October time frame and tried to look, look at 2011's calendar, look at every event, and try to assess what media is going to be needed for each one of those. Now, obviously, I don't anticipate every single need that we're going to have in 2011. But those needs that come up are much easier to deal with when I've already got the things that I know about planned out and, and scheduled, and at least I can make an intelligent, uh, you know, we can, we can go, we can have a great idea, hey, let's have, you know, this, you know, Popsicle Sunday or whatever, and we're going to need, you know, business cards and flyers and, and a website built and all of this. I can look at a schedule and go, okay, we can do that, but we'd have to push off this that, that was already on the schedule, or, or we can push you know, Popsicle Sunday off for a month or whatever we're going to do. It gives, me, it gives me a really good starting point to, to then go into the year. And the other thing it does is um, about, about my 18 months into doing media, it dawned on me that Easter comes every year, you know, without fail. Every year there's a Christmas, and you know, every year there's an open house Sunday, and, and uh, most ministries have a very similar calendar from year to year, especially large events. And so, our uh, you know our needs uh, remain uh, predictable to a certain certain degree. Uh, so, you know, it dawned on me that um, I shouldn't be surprised by Easter every year because it's it's on the calendar you know two hundred years in advance or however it does. Um, so I so I have that 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 uh, planner. Then that becomes our. Uh, project list, and that's the next uh, point under here is a continually updated project list. I have this planner that becomes then then the starting point for a continually updated project list. So every request then I get after that gets plugged into the list and assigned to the right people and, and so forth. Keep this continually updated project list, and then we have I have regular meetings with people that that. Uh, that are on my team. 
most of the time my meetings are are one on one unless we're working on uh, a project that requires some coordination between three or four people then then I'll 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 have a meeting with those people about that project and then have my other meetings one on one if it's uh if going over lists of projects that are specific to one person um That that also allows the meetings allow them to ask for inf- you know information. Where do I, who do I talk to about this? Who's in charge of this event? How much does this cost? Who do I, how do I find out how much this event costs? It it uh, it clears up uh, where they can get more information from. Uh, next under uh, healthy and productive workflow and work environment is clear lines of authority. There needs to be. Uh, there needs to be understood who they're responsible to for for each project, and who they're they're uh, who they take questions to for each project. Next, communicate, communicate, communicate. I've really tried to stress, and we've really tried to grow in our department in the last uh, this last year on our communication, our communication between each other, our communication with the other parts of um, the staff and other parts of uh, the team. In other words, we tr- uh, we're trying to avoid stuff like somebody prints something on the Baptist voice, hey, go here and see this great thing on the website because uh, they thought it would be a great thing to put on the website, but they didn't tell the website team. So they, and it goes to print and we, we're scrambling. And uh, a lot of... Uh, that that can be a frustrating thing and and can really hinder uh, that workflow environment that we're, that we're trying to create. Let's try to communicate with each other. Um, next, <coughs> an important step is to set clear goals. Set clear goals for for projects, for uh, personnel. What what we really need to accomplish. What does the what does in the end? What does this product? What does this piece, what does this website, what is this sound system, what is this projection, what is it supposed to look like, feel like, how do I know when it's done? Okay, set clear goals so it gives, gives somebody to, uh, a mark to shoot for. Another key thing that we've tried to do is do annual reviews. And I do reviews in, in a couple of different ways. Um, I try to review our our department as a media department as a whole and look at um, anything that I can measure the number of product projects I should say projects that we finish uh, the amount of web traffic that we're generating percentage increases and decreases where our uh, strengths and weaknesses are so I'm reviewing our our department and then we do annual personnel reviews as part of our HR policies that started a couple weeks ago, but it's been it's been good to sit down with every member of our team, and it's and it's and it's very much a two way communication. So we sit down and and I will give them some members of the team. I'll give them some things to grow and to work on. A lot of times they come to me with some things that I could do that would be helpful to them. And they'll come up with with ideas or or needs. If we had this 
piece of equipment, we could save ourselves this much time here, and and we uh, we do that at least annually. And lastly, show appreciation. I think it's really important, and I think it's. Um, I think a lot of times we appreciate more uh, we appreciate people more than we communicate to them, and because we feel appreciative of them, we assume that they feel appreciated. But that's not necessarily the case, and this doesn't always have to be uh, tangible or monetary or or uh, you know you don't have to give somebody a gift card or what or whatever. Uh, a sincere, hey, thank you, you know, thanks for taking the time. I'll, every night this week, I've looked at our volunteers that come and helped in, in our sound services and looked them in the eye and said, thank you, I appreciate you coming because they got up for work early, they missed dinner, they came in here, they gave up a full day on Saturday, they gave up half an evening on uh, Tuesday last week. They put a lot of hours and effort into rehearsing and, and, and doing <coughs> Uh, doing the sound for the services, and uh, and I don't want to be guilty of not saying, "Hey, I appreciate what you've done." That's true, and and many times we feel that more so with the volunteer, but I think it's true with with our staff too. Hey, uh, you know, we are very quick to oftentimes to see uh, the the items that should have been done better. We're very quick to see uh, the thing that didn't get proofread well and has a mistake in it. Uh, but uh, there's, I don't think there's. Uh, very many things in the work environment uh, that that motivates people to do their best uh, more than uh, appreciation and saying thank you or saying this is really good. Often, uh, you know, I'll get uh, Brother Andrew Jones works on uh, did a community connection through mail to our community uh, last October. And I didn't. I wasn't involved very much with the project at all. I was aware of it. It was. It was on my list. But he was really overseeing it and and, and uh, working with Brother Schmidt and Pastor on the design and the content. And I got that thing in my box. And I I emailed him and I go, man, this thing is really great. It's it's you know it's really nice. Um, it's it's as good as any printed material I've seen from from any uh, from any place. And I you know appreciate your hard work on it. And that. Um, uh, showing appreciation is is a big motivator to, to people to help them to to succeed. Um, and lastly, we'll go through quickly. We need to regularly evaluate and compensate. But compensate, I mean make adjustments to uh, two areas that we need to uh, to work on. Here's some areas we can evaluate. We need to evaluate workload and expectations. If I've got, you know, some uh, part-time guy that's supposed to be working 20 hours a week and he's working 60, um, th- then consistently, then um, you know we need to probably compensate for that, evaluate it, and either you know re- readdress that situation. The, the other is true. If you, I've got a guy who's supposed to be working 40 and I've only got 30 hours, uh, you know, he's only doing 30 or uh, whatever. Uh, to compensate for that as well. We, so we evaluate workload and expectations. Evaluate productivity. How is this person doing at uh, 
the task that I've given him in relation to how long I think it should be taking. Or see, evaluate products, printed pieces, websites, videos, sound, projection. Are we really putting out what we expect? Are we putting out materials with excellence? And lastly, we want to evaluate the results. Okay. We were building good websites. Are we, are we getting traffic to them? We, uh, we uh, you know, are, are people... Um, are people engaged in the uh, presentation that, that we built, keynote presentation, those kinds of things. So we evaluate, uh, evaluate the results of those. So I hope that that gives you kind of an overview of, of some of the things we're doing here, and I hope that something was helpful. Thank you for listening to the Ministry 127 podcast. Today's lesson was on building and leading a media ministry team with Jeremy Lofgren. 